This is God's servant Dilip Koshikoshi. I am the pastor of Revelation Church. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. I pray that you will experience the power of God's word in all its richness and glory today. May your faith be revived, your mind be renewed, and your body be healed in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this time. Thank you for ministering to us, Lord, even through this time of worship. Thank you for ministering to us. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have in store. Thank you, Lord, that your word is light. Your word brings light. It opens. It opens our understanding. It enlightens us, Lord. This morning we want to receive that kind of word which can change the way we think, change the way we live. Give us fresh perspective, fresh perspective of heaven, relevant to this season that we are in, Lord, that we may grow, that we may make progress. Thank you, Lord. Come and reach of us into your hands, Father. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We are in the year of great rejoicing. Say great rejoicing. Say great rejoicing. Now say it like you believe it. Say great rejoicing. Tell anyone I'm going to rejoice this year. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to make declarations like that. Because God is actively at work in our lives. Sorry. God is actively at work in our lives. His word is actively at work in our lives. Now the word that you and I read, the word that you and I look into... The word that you and I profess and preach is not an idle word. It's an active word. And it, it does things. It is living and active. It is moving on our behalf. Amen. It is making us what it, it, is, it said about us. Amen. Hallelujah. And it is creating things on our behalf. So that's why it's very important for us to listen. Give ear to God's word. Give ear to God's word. Pay close attention to God's word. Amen. I'm so encouraged by... Uh, Various testimonies that I heard even this week, you know, that was shared with, shared with me even through this week, uh, proving that the, the word of the Lord is alive, it's at work in our lives. Amen. Amen. Now, you can doubt whether this person will work or that person will work or this will work or that will work, but I, I can guarantee you one thing the word of the Lord will work. You know, that's why, in the lowest of lows, if you have a word from the Lord, you can chill, you can relax. Praise God for the three people who believe what I said. In the lowest of lows, if you have a word from the Lord, it will work for you. It will work for you. It will change your situation. It doesn't matter what you're facing in life. It will change your situation. Pay attention to God's word. Pay attention to God's word. Listen to the voice of God. Give regard to it. Don't get so familiar with the voice of God. Don't get so familiar with, with, uh, with all this Christianese that we do. When I said don't get familiar with the voice of God, I, 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 you know, you, you understand what I said, right? You should not get so used to it. Like, you know, you treat it very lightly. You don't regard it the way it is supposed to be regarded. His word is what can break the rock into pieces. It can shatter the rock into pieces. It's fire. It's fire. It cannot be quenched. Amen? That's the word. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, God is into the details of your life. He is in the details of your life. His grace is working out the nitty-gritty of your life. His grace, His grace is active. The workings of grace is very active. Working out the nitty-gritties of your life. Intimately acquainted with all your ways. Working it out for you. 
Now, so that you don't have to be so worried about it. Now, some of us are so worried about the details of our lives. And you are so secretive about the details of your life because you're so worried about it. You hide it so much. You don't want anybody to know. And you're so worried, so burdened, and nothing is moving, nothing is happening. Listen, give in to the grace of God. Just yield to the grace of God and see what it'll do. It'll do what it says it'll do. Amen. Now we've learned about the grace of God and the series on His righteousness was so timely. And even as we were considering this topic of grace, we learned about the abounding grace of God. Say abounding grace. grace. Now which does not come to us in trickles, not in drops. It comes to us in excess. Say excess. God's grace is given to us in excess. Amen. And you know, it enriches our life. How? In all speech and in knowledge. It's all scripture that I'm, I'm quoting. Huh? Uh, it enriches our life in all speech and knowledge. With all of its multifaceted expressions. We looked into that. The grace of God is multifaceted. It's got manifold, varied expressions. Amen. And we consider the fact that we are stewards of the manifold grace of God. You are a steward. You are a steward of the grace of God. Which is the manifold grace of God. Amen. And we also look at the fact that grace highlights us. And positions us in the favor of God. It is the empowerment of God to meet the expectation of God. God empowers us with His grace so that we can walk pleasing God in all aspects. How cool is that? You know, he, he has set high standards. And some of us are worried, how can I meet those high standards? And then week after week, you've been hearing the same thing. It's not about your strength. It's about His strength at work in you. His ability at work in you. All you got to do is? That's right. Amen. Now, that's what you heard all these weeks. All about believing. The grace of God is at work in your life. His righteousness will kick in, like Pastor Joy always says. It'll kick in when you believe. Right. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. The empowerment to meet the expectations of God. Grace is the ability of God that comes to our aid in our inability. Amen. It comes to our aid in our inability. Now we are unable to do things. There are a lot of things that we are weak. We are weak. We can't. Let's accept that. We are, we are weak. We are frail. We are fragile. But the ability of God comes to us in our frailty, in our inability to help us do what we are called to do. Amen? And that's amazing. Hallelujah. It's the grace is the manifestation of God's righteousness in us. We also consider the, the continual transactions of grace. What does it do? It promotes us. Say promotes Say it promotes us. Say the grace of God is going to promote me. Just say it like you mean it. The grace of God is going to exalt me. It's going to promote me. It's going to lift me up. Amen. That's what it's going to do. The grace of God is what can exalt you. That's why we, we hear about, uh, you know, we, we looked at this, those scriptures. God resists the proud. God is opposed to the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you, raise you up. He will lift you up in due time. That's what grace of God can do. He gives grace. He gives greater grace, the Bible says. More grace. That's right. More grace to lift you up from your lowly state. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Let's go back to what we've been looking at. James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4. We were looking at that scripture. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Now let endurance have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Hallelujah. So what is the scripture telling us? We looked at that. We're going to look at it one more time. And I'm, I believe God is going to teach us something new to this morning. Amen. It says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Say trials. trials. Say trials. trials. How many of you love trials? A very honest church. I love you for being so honest. Nobody loves trials. But the Bible here is giving you a reason to be people who does not hate trials. It says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, when you are passing through trials. So what is the, the normal response when you face trials? The human response. That's right, who said that? Worry, correct? Worry, you worry when you face trials, yes. You feel dejected, yeah? You feel dejected when you are facing trials. You complain, exactly, oh, we are, we are aces in that, complaining, murmuring, I'm, I'm a pro in that. But nobody will hear me complain, but I complain. My wife knows that I complain. You know, I, I complain, you know, I crib and I complain. Uh, and we all are like that, it's a human, a human tendency which we have to overcome, amen? We have to, we have to learn to deal with some of those issues. There's a flesh that, you know, trying to show up. Uh, you know, when we are making progress, the flesh is trying to show up. That's why we complain when we face trials. And I'm telling you, there's not a, not a single person here. I'm telling you, okay? Not a single person here who is not going through trials. Not a single person here. If there is anybody who is not going through trials, you can stand up. I told you, right? You didn't believe me. Now you believe. There's nobody in this place. There's not a single person in this house of God not facing trials. We all face trials. And we all have a tendency to like, you know, be so, uh, we hate trials. We dislike trials. We crib and complain. We cry. Sometimes, you know, we are so proud and haughty that we are, we want to show up a stern face when you go through trials. We don't want anybody to know that we are going through trials. And we, sh we try to put on a stern face, a flint face. But the fact of the matter is, you know, I can prophesy over any of you and say, you are going through a trial. And you will say, you are right, pastor. You prophesied. Exactly. That's the truth. I'm teaching you to prophesy. That's how I started. I'm telling you, you can prophesy over anybody that you meet, a believer, and you can prophesy, you are going through a trial. It will be true. That's what it is. That's how life is. In this world, you will have Ah, so I believe in what Jesus said. That's why I'm prophesying what he said. He said in this life you will have trials, tribulations. But be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Okay, that's the rest of it. But understand, we all, if you're a Christian, you will face trials. You will face trials. And here the scripture is telling us, consider it all joy. So when you pass through trials, instead of being discouraged, instead of losing heart, instead of cribbing and complaining, instead of becoming proud and self-reliant, 
This scripture is telling us, count it all joy. Say instead. I hope you know that. Remember that word, instead. So instead of complaining, joy. Rejoice. Be cheerful. Instead of crying, be cheerful. Instead of being discouraged, be encouraged. How can that be? Why should it be that way? You know, this, this scripture goes on to say, your endurance is enhanced when your faith is being tested. So what happens? When you're passing through a trial, what is being tested? Your faith is being tested. Okay, I would like to come back to the faith being tested some other time. But understand this, when you're going through a trial, your faith is being tested. And it's remarkable. It's a great revelation in that. But I'm not going to go there today. Your faith is being tested. And when your faith is being tested, your patience is being built up. Your endurance is being built up. It's being strengthened, enhanced. Your endurance is being enhanced. So that is why we must be joyful about the trials that we go through. Instead of trying to, I wish, see, listen, this prayer will not work. Lord, give me a life without trials. It will not work. Because he already said, yeah, you will have trials. Now you're going to pray, Lord, but you can say, deliver me from trials. Yes, that works. You got it? So don't, don't expect a life without trials. Now, trials in life is proof that God is at work in your life. You can smile for that. If you're going through trials, it is proof that God is at work in your life. The trials that you pass through is proof that you're being built up. The situations that you face, which is hard for you to face, hard for, for, for you to overcome, it's the proof, it's the evidence that God is making you stronger and resilient. So when you see trials, what are you supposed to do in according to the scripture? Consider it joy. Say consider. consider. Some versions say count it as joy. Consider it as joy. Now I'm going to teach you something. Let me see if you can get this. Okay. The word that is, you know, translated as count or consider in this text, the, the, the original Greek, Greek word is hegiomai. Say hegiomai. Okay, I don't know whether I pronounce it right. It is hegiomai. And I was like, you know, looking up that word because I was a little confused about this, this idea. It's because I know that Christian life is not a make-believe existence. It's not a pretense. Say it's not a pretense. You don't have to pretend. When you're going through a trial, you don't have to pretend that everything is fine. Okay? So with that understanding, I wanted to find out what does it mean when the Bible says, consider it joy. Or count it all joy, my brethren, when you face various trials. You know what is the meaning of the word hegiomai? The actual meaning or the more literal meaning. Okay, we know that it's, it's, it's translated count and consider. There's nothing wrong with that. But the word is much more richer and deeper than that. The word hegiomai means to lead. Okay, what is that? To lead, say lead. It also means to command with authority. means to lead so that means when you face a trial listen okay some of you are not getting this but I'm trying to explain this to you when you're facing a trial it is not merely a 
standard accounting procedure now what is that uh, basic accounting procedure uh, credit was what comes in and debit was what go goes out right okay it's not a standard accounting procedure that you apply and say whenever you face trials instead of calling it a trial let's call it joy no that's not what the bible is saying it is not a, a nomenclature issue here let's from today on let's call a trial joy from today on let's call pain pleasure and that's not the god that we serve you know if you are if you want to disagree you can disagree but i'm not going to agree with you but that's not the god that we serve and he he's not a god who wants you to you know pump up yourself and and you know pretend that everything is okay when things are not okay no this scripture is saying you got to, you got to lead your trial into an outcome of joy Amen. yes there's a trial there is a situation that you are encountering there is a condition that you are facing which is very trying on you now you have to lead that trial into an outcome of joy how you have to command with authority and call joy and the most common mistake that christians commit when they encounter various trials is to become very spiritually passive they're very passive maybe they are so tired dealing with it they become very spiritually passive and they will quote scriptures like this and say no the bible instructs me to count it all joy so i'm going through this i'm just counting it joy what are you going to do about it okay let's let's explain how does it apply um let's say that you're going through a, a phase what should i deal with say money say money money okay you're going through a phase and you 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 have lack say lack you don't have enough money in your hand but you have needs okay so that is the trial that you're facing this scripture is not asking you to look at that lack and say oh i count it so joyful that i don't have anything i getting what i'm saying you know it's a it's a joyful experience that i don't have anything i count it joy to be in lack for it is teaching me endurance no i'm telling you trust me on this your lack will not teach you any endurance how many of you been in lack how many have been in lack many times i'm telling you just because you had a lack it need not teach you endurance right. say for example okay let's give, take another example okay we touched finances let's touch uh, health okay you have a a diagnosis a report a doctor's report which says that you are sick in your body this scripture is not telling you to say i count it a joy to have the sickness for it is making me complete that's not what the scripture is saying count it all joy when you fall into various trials it does not mean that when you have a sickness in your body you have to say i count the sickness as joy no now trust me on this you know you can if you count your joy your sickness as a joy or your pain as pleasure you will die if you don't deal with your sickness you will die Are you with me? Are you, are you getting this? 
you know, for long, you know, we, we have this wrong understanding about scripture and we tend to think, okay, when you go through, when you pass through something terrible, we must, you know, put on this disguise and say, it's joy, it's joy. I'm going through uh, this, this condition. I have this condition in my body and I, I count it joy because God is working on me. No. God does not need a sickness to work on your life. Do you hear what I just said? God will not send sickness to have his work on your life. If that was the case, then all the heroes in the Bible should have been sick. Right from Abraham onwards. God does not need you to go through a, a, a situation to teach you something. No. But now, here is an option that we have. In this life, we will have trials. So you said that. You're going to have trials. You're going to face situations in life. There can be lack. There can be times when you're going through pain. There can be times that you're going through rejection and loneliness. And you're being accused, falsely accused. You're being sidelined. You're being talked about. You're being kicked around. You're being taken for granted. So are all trials. Your, your you know, things are held for, from you, which you rightfully should come to you. All those things can happen in life. These are all trials that we face. Now the Bible is saying, when you encounter trials, you must, you must lead that trial into an outcome of joy. You must lead that trial into an outcome of joy. So we, we look at the scripture today. Jesus, did he face trials in life? Oh, what do you think a cross is? Yeah, it's a trial. He was mocked, he was beaten, he was, uh, you know, he was marred beyond recognition. Was it a trial? Yes, it was. It was a trial. So what did Jesus do? He led himself. That's right, too. It's a joy. For the joy set before him, he endured. Say endured. Look at those, all those words are there. See, now the Bible is not asking us to, uh, us to do something which Jesus never did. The Bible is asking us to do something which Jesus showed us how we can do. So Jesus endured the trials. He endured the pain. He despised the shame. He went through those trials. And what did he do? He led. Say led. He led himself into an outcome of joy. He knew that joy was there. And I'm going to reach the other side of this trial. Amen. Hallelujah. And you have to have this attitude in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Now you're going through something. If you're going to live with your misery for the rest of your life, I'm telling you, that's not the portion in life. That's not your portion in life. Sickness is not your portion in life. Lack is not your portion in life. Misery is not your portion in life. Will you encounter these things in life? Yes, you will encounter these things in life. But do you have a solution? When you fall into various trials, consider it joy. How? Count it joy. How? Not by calling it joy, but knowing you can lead yourself into the outcome, which is joy. Amen. You, have, you can use your authority. The, the word also means commanding in authority. So you command with your authority in Christ. You command. I command the sickness to move. Amen. And I receive my healing in Jesus' name. Amen. And look at your emptiness and say, I command this lack to die. And I speak Fullness and overflow in Jesus' name. And you keep declaring it. Keep declaring it. Keep believing. Say believing. 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 
you, you know the bible says you know are you falsely accused of something now what does the bible say he is your vindication what does that mean when you're falsely accused you know you'll not say i'm so glad that i'm accused of you know this and that of stealing and you know robbery and um, you know adultery and all that nonsense you, you should not be glad about you being accused you must be glad that god is going to vindicate you amen rejoice and be glad when they falsely accuse you that's right rejoice and be glad when they falsely accuse you and make all kinds of accusations against you why there's a god who vindicates the god who justifies who will dare to bring a charge against god's elect the god who justifies who shall condemn amen hallelujah tell anybody command your joy you got to command your joy to manifest amen you got to call your joy to to manifest it has to it has to show up it has to show up and don't think that going through a trial is a very passive is a passive phase of your life no it is not a passive phase of it is the it must be the most aggressive spiritually active and vibrant phase of your life believing is an active phase believing is a very active phase hello and when when you hear a series like you know uh, what what we just heard you know his righteousness and you all were so happy i'm sure all of us were so happy you don't have to do anything wow fantastic but you have to believe and i'm telling you that's a very active thing you have to do you don't have to do anything else and this is not rocket science this is the foundation of our, our faith and it's sad that you know after so many years of being a believer you still don't know that you don't have to do anything but just believe but believing is an active thing it's not a passive thing it involves your being it involves your intellect it involves your spiritual being you have to encounter the thoughts of your mind and overcome such thoughts negativities and all kinds of nonsense and garbage in your head it is active Amen. Hallelujah. Waiting is active. That's right. I'm telling you from my life I know the most active season in my life was when I was waiting on the Lord. The most active, the most vibrant. When I was not waiting on the Lord, but when I was going through a situation and I was not waiting on the Lord, but I was depending on my own strength, it was tiring. It was tiring. But when I was waiting on the Lord, I was active, but I was not tired. Why 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 because the bible says you shall wait on the lord shall mount up with wings like eagles you shall run and not be tired you shall walk and not faint but you try to do it on your own strength you try it from day one you'll be exhausted so you must understand how grace works you know i was just you know just just talking to god this morning and i i suddenly remembered this image i thought i don't know that i've shared this before i remembered this image how many of you played uh, video games when you were small yeah you we all have played most of us have played video games yeah now it's all in the phone so i don't know how many of you know this um the younger ones but you know back in the day we had a we had a device which we connected to the tv and we put a, a cartridge and we used to play video games and there were these games in which you know you you will complete a level or you do you take something you you know you possess something and there's an option called jetpack 
Kohli, I know this. Okay. How many of you heard of Jetpack? Ah, in video games, okay, in the context of video games. Yeah, so you, you do a, a, you know, you do something, you press a particular button or something, and suddenly Jetpack comes, and then suddenly you just fly over everything. And then you land when your Jetpack runs over. You must know that grace in your life is like Jetpack, which does not run over. So every time you go through trials, activate grace. I see the Lord said something very amazing this morning. He told me that most Christians are not fully realizing the full potential of grace. He was talking to me, so when I say most Christians, I'm just trying to turn your attention from me, yeah? So he basically said, you're not realizing the full potential of grace. You got what I'm saying? That's the truth about most Christians. We are not realizing the full potential of grace. What can grace do to you? What is grace? It's the ability of God. Is there a limit to the ability of God? It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, which is at work in you. That is grace for you. And it comes to you in excess, not in trickles, not in a small jetpack. It's like, you know, you're connected purposely to this inexhaustible source of grace. You know, whatever you're passing through, you might be going through a hard season, but you can walk in the grace of God. You can access the grace of God. You can move in the grace of God. You can enjoy the grace of God, which will enrich you, which will exalt you. Which will steer the course of your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, lack is a trial and you got to lead that lack into the abundance of God. Sickness is a trial and you got to use your authority to command healing to manifest. Rejection is a trial and you got to lead that state in your life till you find acceptance, say acceptance, in the truth of God's word concerning yourself. That's counted all joy. It means command. It means lead. It means being active. Through trials, be active. Do not be passive in your trials. Do not sleep in your trials. Be active in your trials. Be active in your trials. It is more than just considering something. It's more than just counting something or calling something. Hallelujah. Do not accommodate your trial with spiritual passivity. Do not pamper your trial. I, I said, do not pamper your trial. Believe that God will do what he says. Do not believe in all, what your situation says. Now you have to lead your situation into a godly outcome. Okay, I'm going to read from Psalm 16 and verse 11. You have to understand everything that, that we are, you know, what we learn it's all about, say, relationship. It's based on a relationship with God. It's about a relationship with God. Now, you cannot, you cannot command your trial into a joyful outcome unless you know that your God is able to do it for you. It's based on your relationship with God that you know that on the other side of this trial, there's joy. And I'm going to lead myself and this situation into that joyful outcome. 
Okay, th- okay now, g- give me an honest answer. Okay, this is what the Lord told me yesterday. All my testimonies came forth from a season of trial. How about yours? Think about it. All my testimonies came forth from a season of trial. And now you are saying you don't like trials. That means you don't want testimonies in your life. Whether you like it or not, trials will come. So that is out of question. Whether you like it or not, trials will come. Now what you can do is, in, to, in and every trial that you encounter, can lead yourself to that, that outcome. Say outcome. The outcome. We, we, we read that in that scripture. Let endurance have its perfect result. Some version says, let endurance have its outcome. The outcome is joy. Say joy. joy. So you got to lead your trial into a testimony. Amen. I'll repeat that one more time. You got to re- lead your trial into a testimony. Amen. And it's God's plan for you. So when you, when you face a trial, don't be like, oh, what I'm going to do? It's the end of the world. I'm going to die now. I'm going to, this is it. You know, I'm going to die with the poverty. I'm going to die with the sickness. No. Every trial will end in a testimony. It will end in a testimony. It's up to you now. It's up to you. So that's why it is always important to have fellowship. You know, it's always important to encourage each other. You know, the number of times, I've lost count, you know, maybe, maybe because I'm a pastor. You know, I get, I get to hear this all the time. You know, people come to, come to me and say, you know, I'm going through this and, you know, just, I don't know. I'm, it's almost like I want to give up and it's almost like I'm failing. I just want to give up. I just want to give up. And the number of, I've lost count on the number of times I had to tell them, no, you have to stand strong. God will do it for you. It sounds like pep talk, but the truth is, it's based on the scripture. Now you, you have it in you. See, God has designed your life in such a way that at the end of every trial, there will be a testimony. That's the master design of your life. Not that he's unaware of your trials. He is aware of your trials. Was, Jesus, was God, aware, the, God the Father aware of the cross of Jesus before Jesus came into, being, in, into this world? He was, right? Like that, every trial that you encounter in life, God is aware of it. But on the other side, there is a joy. Which is, it is sure. That's why when you see trials, yes, this time I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through this and I'm going to come out with an outcome of joy. It's certain. Say it's certain. It is, it's a rule. It's a rule. Some of you are getting this. Some of you are getting this. Some of you are wondering, okay. But some of you are getting this. I can sense that. You see a trial. You're going through a phase. You're going through a situation. The, the natural response is, yo, one more. I just dealt with one, and here comes another one, a bigger one. That's a natural tendency. But I'm telling you, if you can have this scripture in perspective, when you see, when you, when you see this trial approaching you, and you know that it's, you're getting into that, Instead of doing this, you will do this. Yes. Yes. I'm going to overcome this also. Amen. I'm going to have one more testimony to, to share in church. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to share one more testimony in church. I'm going to lead people to Christ by this testimony. 
I'm going to tell, I'm going to speak of the, the works of God. The mighty works of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Change your perspective. Change your perspective. Don't brood in your misery. Don't brood in your misery. Meditate on the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Which will never, never, never. That's why we sing songs like, All my life you've been so, so good. Amen. And I will sing of the goodness of God. That's the story of my life. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. I can praise Him every day. Why? Because my life is, I'm going through one, from one trial to the next. That's how the world will see it. But I know I'm going from one testimony to the next. Amen. And as I pass through these trials, I'm being strengthened. I'm being built up. Amen. I'm being, I'm being made stronger. Show me your faith. Can anybody show your faith to me? Like, you know, if I were to ask you, show me five, 500 rupees. You can take out 500 rupees and... That's your, your 500 rupees. If you have 500 rupees, you can show me your 500 rupees. Show me your faith. That's right. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your faith cannot be revealed unless it is put to work. And that's what, that's why, that's what you call testing of your faith. The testing of your faith. There is faith. No doubt about it. It's like, okay. How many of you have, I don't know how many of you will respond to this because I might put you in a tricky, okay, let, let's bring the numbers lower. How many of you have, okay, I'll bring it lower. How many of you have 5,000 rupees with you? Okay. Okay. 5,000 rupees. Some of you have 5,000 rupees with you. Right now? Right now? In cash? In cash? Don't have to take it out. In cash? Yes. But the, uh, did, uh, does all the people who said you have 5,000 rupees with you, do you have it in cash now? So what's the proof that you have 5,000 rupees with you? What's, you have to go to the bank and you have to draw it out. Right? Is there any other way you can prove that you have 5,000 rupees? So like that, you might have a lot of thing, lot of faith in you. The only way it can be proven that you have it is when you spend it. When you use it. How many of you have faith? Prove it. Prove it. How many of you have faith? Prove it. The only way you can prove it is when you face trials in life. Amen. It's the testing of your faith. And there are scriptures which say, talks about the genuineness of your faith, which is, for, which is more precious than gold. The genuineness of your faith is more precious than gold, the Bible says. So to prove the genuineness, the worth of your faith, the value of your faith, the, the amount of your faith, you have to go through trials. And today I want to set you free from this. Your trials are not meant to finish you. Your trials are not meant to finish you. Your trials are not meant to kill you. You can subscribe to that viewpoint, but I want to tell you from God's word, your trials are not meant to put an end to you. And if you can understand what the scripture says, you can command the outcome of joy 
in and through every trial that you encounter. The problem is that every time we face a trial, it's like, and you feel like it's the end of the world. I got rejected. End of the world. I didn't get through that interview. I lost my job. End of the world. As if that's the only job that you can get. That friend left me. End of the world. You know, I can go on and on. I lost my money in that business. End of the world. No. I failed. It's not the end of the world. Get your perspective right. You're a Christian. Do you know what a Christian is? Do you know who a Christian is? He's an overcomer. An overcomer. The one with the life of God. And you're cribbing about some trial. That's why he said, in this life you will have trials. But he did not stop it. He said, but be of good cheer. Count it all joy. For I have overcome the world. Just like I overcame by looking at the joy that was set before me. I endured the cross. I despise the shame. Like that, you can go through this trial and overcome this trial and come to that outcome of joy. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, lead yourself into joy. And lead yourself into, say, command your joy. Tell your neighbor, command your joy. Command your joy to manifest. See, do not accommodate your trial. Do not pamper your trial. Do not make it your trial. It should not be yours. Do not allow it to have permanent place. Count it all joy. Do you know what all means in Greek? I just explained to you what consider and count means in Greek. The actual meaning of all. Do you know what it is? All. That's what it means. It means all. It's a correct, exact translation. All joy. Meaning every kind of trial. Every kind of situation, everything, every circumstance that you face, you can lead yourself out of it into an outcome of joy. You can rejoice. You can come out laughing. You can come out laughing. You can come out smiling. You can come out with a testimony. Stop cribbing. Stop crying. Those who sowed in tears will reap with shouts of joy. You must refuse to succumb to trials. Refuse to be a victim of your trials. Now some, some people have this victim mindset. And they go through a trial, okay, I'm, I'm done. This time I'm done. I'm done. Refuse to be a victim of your trial. Now refuse to bear the label of your trial. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. Refuse to bear the label of your trial. Now the label on you might be you're a failure. The label on you might be you, you are a, you are a, you're always a failure. You failed again. That's the label on you. Refuse to bear it. Say, I'm not a, I'm not a failure. I'm not a failure. I consider the joy that I'm going through this trial. But th the season is going to end. I'm going to come out. I'm commanding my joy to appear. I'm commanding my joy to appear. I'm leading myself into a place of my testimony. 
my mouth will declare the goodness of god my lips shall praise him thus will i bless him because his loving kindness is better than life we sang it today amen hallelujah and a christian cannot have a trial which cannot end in joy a christian cannot have a trial which cannot end in joy meaning all the trials that a christian go through can end in joy all the trials oh, but pastor you don't know what i'm going through i don't know what you're going through but the bible says all it says all i don't need to know what you're going through but the bible says all everything will end in joy that's what it means hallelujah let's read that scripture in hebrews chapter 12 hebrews 12 verses 1 to 2 therefore since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us fixing our eyes on jesus the author and perfecter of faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of god focus on joy tell him to focus on joy focus on joy not on the trial focus on joy the outcome is joy what you're passing through might be trying on you but the outcome is going to be joy focus on joy amen when you're feeling sick command the joy of health and healing to manifest when you're feeling rejected command the joy of acceptance to manifest amen when you are feeling low command the joy of exaltation and promotion to manifest hallelujah when you are wrongfully accused command the joy of vindication to manifest hallelujah when you're rejected and you are despised command the joy of honor lead yourself into that joy of honor amen hallelujah when you are ignored and overlooked say joy joy is my portion joy is my portion everlasting joy is my portion and i'm not going to believe in what my situation says my situation might say misery my situation might say gloom my situation might say you're alone my situation might say you are done i don't believe what the situation says i am going to believe the outcome of this is going to be joy i'm going to smile i'm going to come out with a testimony i see a 60 verses 15 to 17 tell anybody your jo- your trial has to end in joy I tell your neighbor your trial will end in joy. Yeah, say it with say it with such such faith and say your trial will end in joy. You might not know what the trial is but you're prophesying to your neighbor, your sister, your brother that his his or her trial will end in joy. Amen. It will end in joy. Let's read Isaiah 60:15 to 17. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated with no one passing through i will make you an everlasting pride a joy from generation to generation doesn't matter what you are right now you might have been hated forsaken but no one passing through no one wanting to hang out with you 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 would have been rejected and sidelined but god is going to make you an everlasting pride 
a joy from generation to generation. You will also suck the milk of nations and suck the breast of kings. Then you will know that I, the Lord, am your savior and your redeemer, the mighty one of Jacob. Let's read the rest together. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring silver. Instead of wood, bronze. And instead of stones, iron. And I will make peace your administrators and righteousness your overseers. Amen. Hallelujah. Everything is about to change. Everything is about to change. You can decide whether you want to believe it or not. You can decide whether you want to go by this script or not. You can decide whether you want to move in the grace of God or not. But this is what the word of the Lord says to you this morning. He wants to change the course of your life. He wants to change the look of your life. He wants to change the way it looks right now. He wants to change the setting of your life. Amen. For the glory of his name, he'll do it. He'll do it. Don't embrace your trial. Know that at the end of the trial, there's going to be testimony. Don't embrace your misery. At the end of the struggle, there's going to be joy. You're going to keep believing. You're going to keep leading yourself into that. Despise the shame. Endure the cross. Endure the shame. Endure the pain. But know that God is faithful. Hello, this is Nishad Dilipkoshi. I'm sure this podcast has blessed you. Do subscribe to our channel for more messages and follow us on social media to stay connected. May God bless you.